Hello and thank you for tuning in to the fourth ever Rally Towel Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Steven Sahoyas and on this episode today, I'm going to be talking about my running back rankings in Dynasty Fantasy Football Leagues. We all know, running back, it's an almighty position. If you're not strong at RB, chances are your team's not going to go very far, so it's an important position really to talk about and an important one in dynasty leagues because the shelf life of running backs are so small in the NFL so it's really about capitalizing on these players in their prime years and on this episode I'm going to be talking about some of the rookie running backs the veteran running backs in my rankings running backs you should be targeting in your fantasy league and ones that you should be trying to stay away from for the full list head on over to rallytowel.ca that's where i've got my full dynasty fantasy football running back rankings but here i'm going to be talking about some important players throughout the rankings starting with the rookies all right so the highest ranked rookie running back in my rankings is clyde edwards alaire coming in at number seven and i mean the landing spot is just amazing he gets to play in that kansas city chiefs offense with patrick mahomes Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, I can go on and on and on about the weapons that he gets to play with in this offense, and we know how good Andy Reid is at scheming his running backs, especially in the passing game. We saw it with Kareem Hunt prior to Hunt leaving the Chiefs. We saw it with Damian Williams when he stayed healthy. You can go back you know, 15 years and check out Andy Reid's record when it comes to getting running backs involved in the passing game it's very good so in the dynasty league where this guy's just starting his career in this offense a first round pick he should be a highly coveted player at the position and definitely a top 10 option at running back in dynasty leagues also ranked inside the top 10 at number 10 i have jonathan taylor of the indianapolis colts now indy not the most appealing spot for taylor right away because he's probably going to have to split work with Marlon Mack and also Naheem Hines is there which kind of muddles up that picture even more but eventually I think the Colts are going to realize that Taylor is a special special talent and he will be able to take over this backfield it just won't be right away but in Dynasty we're not playing necessarily all the time for right away. We're also thinking, you know, three, four, five years down the road. And Taylor, to me, is going to continue to be a top option at this position. Another key point that I should mention, too, at running back, it's so important to get players while they're young because, as I mentioned earlier, the shelf life of running backs in the NFL is not very long. So getting them at a young age, a running back on your fantasy team and maxing out the length of time you do have them on your team is very important. Next up, one spot behind Jonathan Taylor, I have J.K. Dobbins. He was my second rated running back coming into this draft class. I really like J.K. Dobbins and the landing spot, kind of similar to Taylor's. He doesn't go to the greatest spot right away because he'll probably have to split time with Ingram. But with that being said, the sky's the limit once he is able to take over as the lead back in this offense. Ingram's 30 years old, so running backs usually hit a wall and start to taper off at that 30 years of age mark. So it won't be too long before Dobbins has complete control of this backfield and getting to play with a mobile quarterback like Lamar Jackson who can run the ball and 
create space because of the threat of his arm and his running can really help Dobbins because he's going to have more space to run as well. So Dobbins, similarly to Edward Dallaire, where the sky's the limit in an offense like this that's really on the come up in the NFL. Next up, just two spots behind J.K. Dobbins at number 13, I have Cam Akers of the Los Angeles Rams. And this Rams backfield, there were a lot of question marks prior to the draft. Gurley had left for the Falcons. They had Darrell Henderson, who they drafted the year before. John Kelly still on the roster. Malcolm Brown still on the roster. Yet, this team went out in the second round and drafted Akers, which tells me everything I need to know. They were not satisfied with the players they had before, and they decided to put Akers in the situation where he is now the heavily, most heavily invested running back in their backfield. No other running back has a draft capital higher than Akers' second round value. So, the Rams made it clear that they needed a guy. They went out, got their guy, and Akers is a running back who never had a good offensive line at Florida State. Now, the Rams don't have a great offensive line, but it's better than what they he had at Florida State, and this is an athletic running back. There's a good chance that everyone, including evaluators, were a little too low on Akers just given the poor offensive line play he had in front of him. If he gets into this Rams backfield and they can hold that up on the offensive line, and when you consider the threats they have in the passing game, Akers will have room to run. He is going to be a dangerous player, and it's entirely possible that I have him too low and I have him ranked at number 13. And just one spot behind Akers at number 14, I have DeAndre Swift of the Detroit Lions. Now, his landing spot by far, the worst out of the top-tier running backs going to Detroit. But it's not all bad. He'll likely have to split carries with Carrion Johnson to start the year. But in my opinion, Swift is the more talented running back, and he'll be able to take control of this backfield sooner rather than later. One thing to keep in mind with Swift, though, he was never a heavy workload player at Georgia, so I don't expect him to all of a sudden become this touch monster in Detroit. I think it's going to be one of these situations where Carrion Johnson is used more sparingly than we've seen him used in the past just to keep Swift fresh and, and running well. So to me, Johnson will be the back that they use to spell Swift, who will eventually, I think, sooner rather than later, take control of this backfield in Detroit. Now, game script likely won't be in the Lions' favor more often than not because this is a team that projects to lose more games than they're going to win. But Swift can make that work because he can catch passes out of the backfield. He's one of these players where you just need to put the ball in his hands and he can do it running or in the receiving game. So I like Swift as my 14th ranked running back. After Swift, there's a bit of a gap between the next rookie running back, which is Keyshawn Vaughn of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have him ranked as my 23rd running back in Dynasty Fantasy Football Leagues. But his short-term outlook is maybe the best out of all of the running backs outside of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He gets to go to a situation in Tampa Bay where the backfield is wide open because Ronald Jones has not proved anything to anybody since stepping in to the NFL. So if Keyshawn Vaughn can play well, which I think he can, he was on a Vanderbilt team that was not very exciting offensively and he was still able to produce he still caught a good number of catches in that offense so to me 
Vaughn is one of these players that in the right situation, you're going into a Tampa Bay offense loaded with weapons. You have Bruce Arians, who's one of the better offensively minded head coaches in football. Vaughn is going to be able to have a good season in Tampa Bay. His long-term outlook, who knows? Because who knows how long Brady is going to be in Tampa Bay? And who knows how long Bruce Arians is going to be in Tampa Bay? But nonetheless, right now, I really like Vaughn, and that's why I have him as my 23rd ranked running back. Seven spots behind Vaughn, I have my final rookie running back that I'm going to talk about, and that's Zach Moss of the Buffalo Bills. The landing spot was not the greatest for his fantasy value or for fantasy football players in general because it's going to eat into what Devin Singletary does. They're they're kind of similar backs. Moss is more of a rough and tough. He's got the 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 bigger build, Singletary a smaller build, but they're both backs that are hard to bring down. They're very elusive. They're not necessarily shifty players, but they're both very elusive running backs. So Moss to me I think is going to handle a lot of the goal line work and more of the short distance stuff in Buffalo where I could see Singletary more involved on passing downs and and being the running back between the 20s more so than Moss's. But nonetheless, Moss should have immediate value in fantasy football leagues, but his long-term value is, I think, equally as appealing as his short-term value. Let's start talking about those veterans, and I'm going to start at number four in my rankings, and that's Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals. This Bengals team got a whole lot better this offseason. You add Joe Burrow into the mix. T. Higgins comes to town. A.J. Green will probably play in 2020, which is more than we could say after 2019 ended, where he did not play a single snap. Tyler Boyd still in the picture, as well as John Ross, who's there for at least another year. Mixon is in a very talented offense, and with Burrow coming to Cincinnati, he's going to be attached to what should be a very good quarterback at least the potential is there for Burrow to be a very good quarterback in the NFL and this offensive line is on the rise as well the Bengals are starting to put it together so Cincinnati to me a a team on the rise and Mixon can run the ball very well we're talking about a true workhorse bell cow back and the lack of moves made behind him on the depth chart really tell you all you need to know Mixon is the guy in Cincinnati, and he's just 23 years old. 11 spots back of Joe Mixon is my number 15 running back, and that's Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. And look, people are going to get very excited about Henry after the postseason he just had where he dominated the NFL playoffs. He single-handedly beat the Ravens, single-handedly took Tennessee to the AFC Championship game. We can't discredit that at all but the name of the game in dynasty is to win now and to win later he's a little bit older than some of these other backs i have ahead of him and he's a physical runner you see the guy he is a huge human being this is a massive man but he also takes a lot of punishment because he's a physical runner and you have to have questions about how well he can hold up playing that style for so long so Henry I really like the guy and I think he's a very good running back but he's just number 15 on my rankings I'm playing for now and later more than I'm playing for just right now 
At number 17, I have Leonard Fournette of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding Leonard Fournette's fantasy football outlook. We heard rumors at the draft that the Jaguars were trying to deal him, that he was unhappy there, that he was looking for a trade. But nada, zero zip, zilch happened at the NFL draft. So we're all sitting here wondering, are the Jags going to keep him or are they going to trade him away? I think they'll end up keeping him for this season. You know, they've already declined his fifth-year option. So he's going to play in Jacksonville this season, I think, just based off of the depth you see at the position this team has. I know they're not a team that's looking to compete, but they do not have anyone who looks like they're ready to step into a starting role. So I think Fournette stays in Jacksonville. After this year, though, your guess is as good as mine as to where Leonard Fournette ends up. So the uncertainty surrounding his situation has him at number 17 in my ranking. And then one spot directly behind Fournette, I have Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers coming in at number 18. And look, he's in a similar boat to Fournette. Who knows what's going to happen to Aaron Jones once this season ends? The Packers just drafted A.J. Dillon. He's in a timeshare likely for this season, and wherever he ends up will really dictate his fantasy value. And Jones hasn't done anything wrong. He has been a solid running back in the NFL, and sure it helps being in an offense which also has Aaron Rodgers, someone who attracts a ton of defensive attention, but Jones has proven to be a talented running back in the NFL. It's just the Green Bay Packers haven't shown that they have that trust in Jones for whatever reason, and that's why he kind of falls further down my list. And also, as I mentioned, the uncertainty. Who knows where Aaron Jones is going to end up after this season? Next up, coming in two spots behind Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers is Todd Gurley of the Atlanta Falcons. Feels weird even just saying that. Feels like... He's been attached to the hip of the Rams ever since he's come into the National Football League. But nonetheless, Gurley in a new spot on a one-year deal. Now, tell me, why do you think the Atlanta Falcons gave Todd Gurley a one-year contract? They are going to absolutely run Todd Gurley as much as they can in 2020 and see how his arthritic knees hold up. The issue with Gurley isn't his age. He's only 25 years old, but... The knees and the health of his knees is what is really concerning for fantasy football owners. And sure, he might have a really good 2020 if he's able to hold up and he should have no problem producing. But that's still a bit of an if. And after this season, who really knows how Todd Gurley will be? So to me, I'm a little concerned about Gurley for this year and I'm a lot concerned about Todd Gurley in the near future after really just this season lastly the final veteran running back i'm going to talk about is david johnson of the houston texans another running back in a new place but johnson he doesn't have the same health concerns as Gurley. he's a little bit older but he doesn't have the same health concerns i really like david johnson if you're a team in a dynasty league that needs to win right now you need to win this season because johnson is really set up for a massive amount of work when you think about it. Bill O'Brien has to prove that this DeAndre Hopkins trade isn't as bad as basically anyone in the football community thinks it is. And how do you do that? You make David Johnson look 
as good as possible. He was the centerpiece coming back in this trade. So I feel like Bill O'Brien is going to feed David Johnson the rock and he's going to get a lot of touches. So this season especially, Johnson is an appealing fantasy football option down the road. Who knows? Really, this guy is 28 years old now. He's been in the league for a little while and a lot of it has been marred by injuries. He's missed a lot of time, but in this Houston offense with Deshaun Watson, they still have some playmakers. It's still a good offense. I think David Johnson could be in for a huge 2020, and who knows after that, really. I'm not that excited about his future value, but if you're looking for a one-year get-the-job-done guy, David Johnson is that guy. All right, next up, I'm going to talk about running backs who you should be trying to target via trades in your Dynasty Fantasy Football Leagues. The first running back, Miles Sanders, who comes in at number nine. This is an Eagles offense that is going to look entirely different in 2020. They get Deshaun Jackson back. Obviously, Alshon Jeffrey comes back. But I'm excited about the new players coming into this offense, like Jalen Rager and the other two wide receivers they drafted in 2020. This is an offense that is really looking to ramp itself up. And although these moves do point towards more of a pass-first offense, that's not a knock, really, to Sanders, who can catch the ball out of the backfield, who's a solid running back. So I am not moving Sanders down because the Eagles are adding all of these weapons in the passing game. In fact, I think it helps him. It'll help, you know, take some of the attention away from him. So Sanders is my number nine ranked running back, and I think he's someone you should be trying to explore and trying to acquire in trades. Next up on my list of trade targets, I have Kareem Hunt of the Cleveland Browns. And obviously his value, there's a ceiling on it in 2020. He's the 1B to... Nick Chubb in the Cleveland Browns offense, but his contract expires with Cleveland at the end of this season, which means he's a free agent. And this is someone who has shown in the past when he played with the Kansas City Chiefs that he can be a workhorse back in the NFL. He can handle everything. He can catch, he can run, he can do whatever you need him to do in a backfield. So if he ends up in a beautiful spot come 2021, we could be talking about a potential top 15 running back in fantasy football, and you can get him for much less than the price of any of the guys that I have in my top 15 right now. So Kareem Hunt is a big buy for me in Dynasty Leagues. Lastly, and I've got to dig all the way down to Almost the bottom of my rankings for this guy at number 55, Tevin Coleman of the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of people think that San Francisco at this point is just going to gift the backfield to Raheem Mostert. But one thing we've come to know about Kyle Shanahan is he loves to roll out the hot hand. And Coleman is someone who Shanahan is still, he has a great report with. I mean, they go back to the Atlanta Falcons playing uh, and coaching side by side. So to me, I think Tevin Coleman, there's some sneaky value in this guy at where you can get him in drafts and what you would have to pay for him in trades. I feel like the asking price of Tevin Coleman went down a whole lot because of Raheem Mostert's dominant postseason performance. So look at Tevin Coleman as a potential buy low candidate, not someone who's being phased out of a 49ers backfield. 
Alright, so now I'm going to give you three running backs that you should be looking to avoid trading for in your dynasty fantasy football leagues. And I'm going to start with someone I've already talked about, and that's Derrick Henry. I'm just concerned that the asking price is going to be way too high based off of last year's postseason for my taste. And I'm not looking to overpay. I'll go and find a, another option that's more cost efficient that. I know is younger and is going to give me a longer shelf life than Derrick Henry. Secondly, another running back I'm looking to avoid in Dynasty is Melvin Gordon of the Denver Broncos now. And this doesn't really have to do that much with Melvin Gordon getting older, but it has to do a lot with the fact that I think Philip Lindsay's still a good running back and he's done nothing but produce. He averaged four and a half yards per carry on over 200 carries last year in Denver. That's pretty good. So in my opinion, I see Lindsay staying involved in this offense and this offense operating very similarly to how we saw the Chargers run when both Gordon and Eckler were healthy. So to me, I'm not looking to add Gordon. I don't think his new spot is necessarily a bump in his fantasy value. I don't think it should be counted against him. I think it's meh. It, it's uninspiring to me. The last player I'm going to list as a running back that I'm avoiding trading for in my Dynasty Fantasy Football League is Sony Michelle. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that you can't trust a running back in a Bill Belichick offense. Like, seriously, you think you are going to be able to start any running back in a Patriots uniform consistently and confidently? That's what we're looking for, consistency and confidence. I don't get that with any New England Patriots running back outside of James White. You know what? I will admit, last year, James White was probably as consistent as they came for the majority of the year. But you look at this backfield and they have Damian Harris, who's another high draft pick running back. Sony Michelle, obviously a high draft pick running back when the Patriots selected him. And James White is still there and he serves a purpose in this offense. So I just don't see the appeal for Sony Michelle at all in New England. Maybe this is a buy low chance. Maybe it's one that you know I'll regret later, but I don't see it. I don't see how it can work out. I'm just staying away from that situation. We don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. It'll probably be Jared Stidham, but we really don't know for sure who it's going to be. There's so many questions in this New England offense, and Bill Belichick is is nuts. He's a madman, so I'm not putting my trust in that guy one bit. And just like that, another Rally Towel Fantasy Football Podcast episode in the books. I hope you enjoyed my analysis and my running back rankings for the full and complete list Head on over to rallytowel.ca. You'll find the article as well as a printable version of my rankings, which you can use for your draft, for whatever you want to use it for. Really, you can print it out and do just that. So head on over to rallytowel.ca. If you have any questions, reach us at rallytowelff on Twitter. That's the account handle at rallytowelff. And for more, you know, head on and listen to older episodes of the podcast that are still relevant today, go ahead and do that. So thanks again for listening and stay safe out there, everyone.